25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Football. I've been accused of all kinds of stuff in my radio career. I've been accused of being bland and boring. I've been accused of being too hyper and too lively. Sometimes in the same day. But I have never, ever, ever been accused of not being a football fan and talking about football just about to the point of it's too much. (laughs) You can accuse me of a lot of things, but you can't accuse me of a lack of football coverage on this show. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Just wanted to get that in there. All right. We are off and running hour number one of the show today. What is it? What's today? Thursday? Man, Roger, um, we're at, here. Let me hit it for you. Hang on, hang on. Time out. Everybody, hold your horses. Here we go. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful, beautiful day, day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Mr. Roger's neighborhood. Roger. Too, too bad I couldn't have a more interesting name where I could have a song like Atomic Dog. Yeah. Bow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. We can give you a nickname, maybe. There you go. Never get to pick those. Well, and I pick this one. I mean, yeah. if you don't, if you're tired of it, just tell me. I could do. No, I could do a lot worse. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to get tired of it. <laughs> you could do a lot worse. As long as the listeners are okay with it, I'm good. Well, with it. that's the thing. Is like, you know, honestly, Roger, that's the the part of this job that I think is a the that's most the critical. Yeah. But b the most challenging sometimes, and that is getting a read. On the whole landscape, for the sake of your listeners, right? So, if you could take a poll, if there was a way to take a poll with the entire listening audience every day before the show, then they would tell you what they want to hear and what they're interested in or what they want my opinion on, right? They'd tell me. Well, we can do polls, but polls almost by definition are incomplete, inconclusive, we only get a little small snippet of it. I can put a poll out here on Twitter. Well, I only have 26,000 followers on Twitter. And the, that particular group of folks is is also already been kind of uh, an amalgamation of people who are similar in many ways. They yeah. have similar interests already. So it's not truly a cross-section. But it'd be a cross-section yeah. of the audience, probably. That's a good point. That's yeah. it. See, and it's that's the thing. Like, even if you put a poll on Twitter... And you get results, it's still, I mean, you're talking about 26,000 people. That is just a fraction 
even if every single one of those Twitter followers saw it, it's still just a small half a percent (laughs) of the total audience of people who listen to this show every day or others like it. We hope. We hope. So you just never really know. So the, the challenge, if you're listening to this, it's always a challenge for people like me and Roger to make sure that we're in tune with you and what you're interested in. Because very selfish as a radio person, just get on here and go, eh, you know, everybody's interested in college football, but I don't feel like talking football today, so I'm just do something else. You know, you won't be on the air very long because everything you do in this job is all about you. It's for you. It's basically your show. It's your time. <laughs> Most of the guys, like, they get a call, oh, we got to go to the phones. <laughs> it's just not my deal. <laughs> boy, Bo. boy, Bo. It, it ain't a shame. Ain't ashamed. <laughs> Not my deal. Well, but you're right. I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look. So, so I'm putting this out there, and uh, everybody knows you can be a part of this show in several different ways. Man, I'm getting so sick of Twitter. I like Twitter, but ah, I just get so sick of it sometimes. Sometimes I wish I didn't have it. But it's sure vast is. wasteland. Yeah. Anyway. We'll use Twitter. I'm on Twitter, Radio Wyatt. Hit me up there. But also, you can text the show on the text line at 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. It's a 601 number, so text away. Now, you can also call, which is what I prefer. I love to hear your voice. Love to hear different voices like Chicken Hawk, Mountain Dog, Hank. Whatever happened to Hank? Hadn't heard from Hank in a while. Maybe we'll get him in soon. But love to hear your voice on the Divinity phone. So call me at 995-1059. That's the number to call. It's a 601 area code, 995-1059. That's the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. Got their fall deals going on. You'll hear some new stuff about that coming up. So uh, hit me up. This is what I'm saying. What do you think, Roger, people would be... Just kind of off the top of their head, you know, put yourself in the shoes of a sports fan in the area who is not aware of any of this. Number one, there's a story out here about Harvey Updike, the man who killed the Auburn trees several years ago. There's a new list out. The Southeastern Conference just released their list. The preseason coaches all-SEC football team. We have that. The news just came down this morning in New Orleans. A huge upgrade and renovation about to happen of the New Orleans Superdome. Details inside. And He's going to do the work. They've deported everybody. <laughs> Roger. Yeah, it's good foundation work, man. <laughs> And then there's a list over here on ESPN. They just put out the top 15 most exciting players in all of college football. So anyway, I just wonder, what do you think? If you had to pick one of those, what do you think, Roger? What lights your light bulb? I have a, I don't know, period is the right word, interest in the uh, the Harvey Updike story. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I think most people would. I think if you walk up to random football fan out on the street today who hasn't heard this and go, hey, did you hear Harvey Updike's in the news again? They're they're going to stop what they're doing and go, what is it? All right, so here, we'll start right there. 
Let's see. Do we need a? Probably need a fight song for this, don't we? I need a need some music. I got it. I got it right here. You got it. You got it right here. Most people like Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> This is the million dollar bands, what they call them from Alabama. Oh, yeah, they're one of the best. They're really good, aren't they? They would come here and do this thing called Battle of the Bands. Uh huh. And they were one of the marquee groups for sure. So they would come to Jackson and do Battle of the Bands? Oh, yeah, they, that was one of the huge, huge shows for several years at the. Uh, I wonder if they did it veterans. Do they still do anything like that? Well, as usual, everybody decided, hey, that's a good idea, I'll do it. And then, uh. then it kind of got done wrong. Kind of got one time down. somebody stole all the money. <laughs> they robbed him over there. You're kidding me. Night. Yeah, that's the story. Wow. I'm skeptical. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bama fan who killed the Auburn trees not paying up, says the Associated Press. To behave. Watery grave. All right, here we go. Prosecutor wants to know why a University of Alabama fan who pled guilty to poisoning landmark oak trees at Auburn University isn't making court-ordered restitution payments. (laughs) How much was he um, adjudicated to pay eventually? Listen to this, Roger. I'm about to answer your question. I'm going to knock you back. He served... 70 days in jail in 2013 and was ordered to pay $800,000 in restitution (laughs) after admitting to poisoning trees at Toomer's Corner at Auburn. Can you believe that? So what's he going to... How do you avoid... uh, I mean, I guess he doesn't have much of an estate, so to speak, so... Well, I mean... No. Eight okay, you're paying eight hundred thousand dollars in restitution. I mean, my thing is, I get it. You're paying restitution. You killed some trees, but brother, tr- trees are expensive. If you have to buy them, put them in. Eighty thousand dollars. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Time out. Eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> How old are these trees? Well, see, but that I, well, that's inconsequential to me. But but they also have a meaning in. The- historical significance yeah but what is that they probably got him for treble damages too you you know too much about this kind of stuff roger (laughs) fans traditionally rolled the trees with toilet paper after a win and we know that that's the case um so (laughs) they didn't know how to use it properly so in in 2013 so we're talking about six years ago he went to jail for two months Ordered to pay $800,000, almost a million dollars in restitution. This guy. And and he says that the the judge says that, or the prosecutor says that Updike has paid less than $5,000. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm not laughing at him for paying that little. You guys, when you're paying restitution, you either have it or you don't. <clears throat> if you don't have it, you don't have it. But you got to set up a payment plan and... Uh appear to be doing it well that's it payment plan you just got to knock it out eight hundred thousand dollars he is a 70 year old former texas trooper lives that's even worse a former law enforcement officer come on he lives in louisiana he posted a facebook video recently saying his monthly rent was going up almost two hundred dollars so the rent was going up and 
you know, and I have, you know, he's he's 70 years old. I mean, so what kind of gainful employment is someone going to have if he's a former state trooper? Look, $800,000 in restitution for these trees. I'm sorry. We're not talking about a person. They're trees. Matt, but they're, they're significant. They have historical value. Oh, I yeah. Uh-huh. I think the same thing should happen to people who tear down statues. They sh- you should, there should be a cost to violating the law. Yeah, well, right, sure, violating and, the law. Especially when it affects other people. I mean, you know, these victimless crimes, whatever. But it's not like he hurt an actual person. He killed the trees. They were old. They were in town. We rolled them with toilet paper. I get it. You know, they've replaced the trees now. You know, you kill a person, you can't replace that. No. And the thing is, there will be somebody who will tell me, you know, that a tree is a living thing like a person. I, and, yeah, but it's a tree. I think they they needed to sentence him like that because although he may never have that money, mm-hmm. you've got to keep the deterrent in place. Oh, okay. you got to want to set any bad precedents here. That's like a this, really good point. If this becomes okay, then the next guy's going to, this lawyer's going to pull this case up. Yes. I always forget that kind of stuff when we start talking about law. Because I never think about, you know, the precedent side of it. You know, you're thinking about the next guy that comes along. You really want to deter someone else from coming in there. And, you know, you want to, you want somebody to look at this and think twice before they go over there to the grove at Ole Miss and kill a tree, you know, or somebody else's campus and kill a tree. Well, it's almost like a, a crime against culture, a crime against your, you know, yeah, your history, yeah, and that's taking a little something away from everybody, and even the people who come behind, you'll never experience those. Yeah, and I love trees. Yeah, I love seeing them. I think they're great. But if we're a tree, they're their primary predator, trees. <laughs> I guess they, they could live to be a thousand years old if we weren't around. I'm just saying it didn't, you know, I understand it's against the law. But I, uh, you want me to have like a, I remember when Auburn had like a memorial service for the trees. I just think it's dumb. I just don't well, get I mean, it. That, that, that is a little much. Yeah. But what yeah. are you going to do to a guy who uh, crop dust your all natural uh, turf out there? Yeah. Rounds you up a little bit there. Now yeah, you got an all brown field to play yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. What yeah. are you going to do to him? Right. Well, you know, again, yeah, you have to. You're right. I mean, you have to punish somebody who does poison, something like that. And and what involved. and what you're saying is, it's not so much the grass itself; it's putting everybody out. And now, and what it represents, what you're willing to do. Yeah. You're like a guy with a grenade in a crowded room. Yeah. You know, you you know, I don't care. I've got nothing to lose. If you don't have anything to lose, then all kind of things can happen. Yeah. Sure. Eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> restitution for Harvey Updike, man. That may be a little steep. And that rascal's paid like four thousand of it in six years. <laughs> they will, but I'll tell you one thing: they will ensure he'll never accumulate any money. That's for sure. They put a lid on him. The text line has some feedback on this story. Wow, does it? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Let's see. Um, what is this? What is Michael talking about? Can you make heads or tails of what he texted there, Roger? I'll have to look into that. Let me I'll look at that while you do the other text. Okay. 
Okay, it's Michael and Florence. And I okay, I'm gonna now that I've read it. Here's what it says. Michael is saying he's disappointed in the hit piece that Tyler Horka did on Michael's story and the dog thing in the Clarion Ledger today. Old news from Michael in Florence. Michael, I don't get the Clarion Ledger. I didn't see the story, um, so I'm not aware. Roger's going to look into it though for us. I I, I didn't know. Matt says, you wouldn't have to pay that much if you killed the entire Auburn football team. (laughs) Well, maybe not monetarily. You would lose everything, though, if you know what I mean. Fluffy says, I don't know about Alabama, but in South Louisiana, live oak trees have property valuation, and they even sell tree insurance to protect the value of the property. And I imagine that eight hundred thousand is a uh, is recoup recoup of removal and loss of value on the property, estimated by independent sources. Which you're right. Okay, they're putting your yeah, oak. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and look, you've if you've ever driven through, you know, Port Gibson, and seen those old live oaks and how they reach out over the road and stuff. You're right. I mean, they are irreplaceable. Not in our lifetime, anyway. What? How old are they? Two hundred years old? Roger, you know, I saw something on the internet, and I, I was skeptical. But there's all kinds of pictures and stories about. It. There's a tree in Tanzania that is allegedly six thousand years old. Is that the one that 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 they modeled the tree of life thing on? At I Disney? think it is. Yeah, I think it is. They modeled it after it. Yeah. Hey, on that story, by the way, I think the reason that. Tyler did the story was that there was some adjudication on Tuesday. Mm, mm. Okay. So I, I haven't gotten through the extremely annoying two minutes of video ad that <laughs> Clarion Ledger's website oh, makes man. you go through, but I, I kind of get that before they turned me off. <laughs> there's, um, another, there's several sports sites. Look, the Sports Illustrated website is maybe the world's worst pop-up ads, things that that you can't control that slow you down from getting to what you're trying to actually see. The Sporting News website is that way. It's terrible. I hate that. You know, I don't mind you giving me pop-up stuff. Just give me the ability to turn it off or click the X if that's what I choose to do. Yeah. So what happened was he he pleaded guilty this week. Okay. The judge gave him a six-month suspended jail sentence, two years of probation and a $1,000 fine. Okay. And so that's why it was news. I don't think Tyler was trying to bring up something yeah, no, old. That's right. and, you know, that's right. it's, there's a there's a relativity to it. Yeah, no right. I mean, if it's if you get some kind of ruling on something involving a football player, regardless of how when it actually happened, you get the ruling, now he's going 6 months adjudicated and pay $1000, that's news. So, that's what that that's like is. good news to me. Oh yeah, for him, no doubt. Yeah, for the team maybe. Mhm. Right cuz they need him. Um yeah. Text line, 885-ESPN. My dad used to pay about 150 or 200 bucks for a load of firewood. And then he goes, but 800000 <laughs> Yeah. You know, there's there's other value in those tumor corner oaks than just the wood. You know, I guess there's emotional, right? I mean, the doggone Auburn people had a memorial service for these trees. It's trees, man. Nick. Says the judge should have just mandated that he wear Auburn gear and attend all Auburn events and sit in the student section for the rest of his life. 
I guarantee you, Nick, if you gave Harvey Updike a choice of that or pay the 800000 he's going to take door number two every time. Matt's, hey, he's going back to court, it looks like, by the way. Who is? The Updike? That's, that's what that's all about. Uh, they're, they're, they're ordering to appear in court on uh, October 30th to explain this. Uh-huh. So he's got to go on October 30th. Man, if you gave him the right hat and a little vest and some cowboy boots yeah, and some six-shooters, he'd look just like Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. Andrew that majestic mustache he's got, man. Yeah, all right. So you brought up the monuments, um, Roger. Andrew on my Twitter feed says that he thinks it's destruction of a historical landmark, which, you know, hey, that is something... That's there's something to that. If it is deemed to be a historical landmark and you damage it, you're gonna pay big time. Matt Kemp says my high school baseball coach taught botany and he walked through what does it say? He walked through Roundup and then he walked through the outfield and he left brown footprints and they didn't charge him a dime. <laughs> They're saying he he thought botany. They're saying there's <laughs> exclamation points. He should know better. He should know better. He's tracking round up through the outfield. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like Bigfoot rent walked out through there. That's good. Just getting started with you on a Thursday. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. Yeah. On Twitter, Tom says, what do we know about the MSU suspensions for game one and beyond? Tom, I don't know. You know, I've heard the whispers, but I hadn't heard any specific rumors. And honestly, I have not had one person even who's brought up the rumors in conversations of some suspended players for the first game at State. I have not had one person actually name specific players, so I, I don't even have a whole lot to to speculate on. I'm sure if I started clicking on and trying to go into message boards or something, I could come up with any theory, but by and large, message boards are just full of idiots. Stay away from those if you can. I would just say at any cost, stay away from message boards. Just stay away. That's my advice to you. So um, the only thing I can point you to is yesterday, Paul Jones from 24-7 Sports covers the team, was on this show. And we touched on it just a little bit towards the end of that interview. And lots of different ways to find that. If you go to uh, thezone1059.com, it's right there. If you'll go to my Twitter feed, you'll see links, including to my podcast. So on iTunes and, and other podcast platforms, just the Matt Wyatt podcast, it's there. And uh, pretty much every day the show will be there one hour and you know at a time. And so that was in the first hour of yesterday's show, so it should be there for you. Head on over there, look that up. Okay? Okay. On the text line, 100 grand. 
Matt, it's Thursday. I got some football tonight. Put on some boom. Let's let it ride. All right, let's do it. Uh, He's right. There is football tonight. I'm a poet and don't know it. You get a rhyme every time, baby. The sonic boom. Go ahead and roll your windows down. I'm going to talk through this a little bit, though. I'm sorry. Here we go. I just thought about something, Roger. When I start streaming video of this show every day, people are going to get to see me dance when this music comes on. Oh, that's good or bad. Yeah, you have Thursday night NFL preseason football. And I think there's five games. Yeah, five games tonight. Eagles-Jags, 6 o'clock. This is all central time. Jets-Falcons, 6.30. Bengals-Redskins, 6.30. The Packers and the Ravens at 6.30. And then at 7 Central Time on ESPN, you'll be able to watch the Raiders and the Cardinals. The Raiders. Yep, the Raiders and the Cardinals. So that's, you know, the Cardinals, because of Kyler Murray, are going to be televised as much as they can get away with it in the preseason. Once the season starts, nobody's going to care because they're not going to be any good. And uh, the Raiders, obviously of interest, they've got the HBO Hard Knocks thing going. I guess Tuesday night this week was the second episode of Hard Knocks, and I have not heard one peep about it. As I told you last week, I don't have HBO, so I don't watch it. But uh, they put the first whole episode up on YouTube. I watched that. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. They do a good job with it. I didn't see the anything about the second one, though. Hey, you need to know this. The preseason coaches All-SEC team... For 2019, I need to remind you also that this thing, not all coaches are filling this out. There were a few years ago when well, there was one or two votes that was not for Tim Tebow <laughs> on the preseason coaches list. And this big stink was made because it was so obvious that Tebow should be, you know, should get everybody's vote at quarterback on the coaches thing. And it came out. In some of the interviews, subsequent interviews, people trying to find out, it turned, it came out where the coaches were admitting several of them. I don't do that. I, my my sports information director fills that out for us. <laughs> so say when we say coaches team, they might want you to believe that the coaches are sitting down all fourteen and filling this stuff out. I would imagine very few of them are actually filling it out. They may have a little input. Heck, I don't know. Most of this though is. Sports information directors around the league. Sorry to bust everybody's bubble. That said, the SIDs will talk to the coaches and gives you an idea of who's going to get hype in the early part of the year. So, there's your precursor. Here it is. First team All-SEC preseason coaches. First team tight end, Albert O. from Missouri. Offensive line, Andrew Thomas, Georgia. Alex Leatherwood, Alabama. Jedrick Willis, Jr., Alabama. Missouri's Trevor Wallace-Sims and Prince Tega Winogo from Auburn. The first-team center is Lloyd Cushenberry from LSU. First-team wide receivers, Jerry Judy, Alabama, and Kalijah Lipscomb, Vanderbilt. First-team QB, Tua 
Tangavaloa, Alabama. Hey, speaking of Hawaii, Roger, on Saturday night, the Cowboys will play the Rams in a preseason game in Hawaii. Yeah, playing in Hawaii. Kick it off at 9 p.m. on Saturday night. And the first team running backs on the coaches team are going to be DeAndre Swift of Georgia, Najee Harris of Alabama, and Jalen Waddell from Alabama. I didn't even know Waddle was a running back. I thought he was a receiver. Kick returner. <laughs> they can play him pretty much everywhere. First team defense, all SEC coaches, first team middle linebacker, Errol Thompson, Mississippi State. So Errol Thompson is going to be the only player from the state of Mississippi that's on the first team on either side of the ball. And there's a whole bunch of you know other players. I'm skipping it. Other guys on, let's see, on the second team preseason coaches, you got Daryl Williams from Mississippi State, offensive lineman. You have Cam Dantzler, second team All-SEC, Mississippi State corner. Third team All-SEC, we got anybody? Kylan Hill, running back. And Chauncey Rivers, defensive end. State, no Ole Miss representatives on there. And again, I'm going to tell you that I think that... um, you know, look, it's just, again, this is another example of why, you know, how I can show you that a lot of the SIDs around the league are filling this out and not the actual coaches. Because, for instance, LaMichael P. Ryan from Florida at running back. Um, hold on. Roundtree from Missouri, running back. Corbin, Texas A&M, running back. All on these lists ahead of Scotty Phillips, Ole Miss. <laughs> and he's better than all of them. So, and coaches will tell you that. Kid ran for almost a thousand yards last year, but uh, they don't have him on any of these teams. If the coaches were doing it, he would be on them. I can assure you of that. So, anyway, what do you think about that? There it is. There's your list. Now back over to the text line eight eight five ESPN. Matt says, Matt, do we know the extent of Keaton's injury? Keaton Thompson, quarterback, Mississippi State, was in a red jersey on Tuesday. Yeah, at Tuesday's practice in a red jersey, which is, you know, limited. He, or, or supposed to be out, I guess, if you're in a red jersey. But he went through a portion of practice when they were doing the handoffs. Brett Hudson sent me a text, and he goes, why would... Why would Keaton be going through the handoff thing, the mesh point drill, the zone read stuff? Why would he be going through that with a red jersey on? We were trying to you know, figure that out. And I did think about it without even knowing that he had an elbow problem. I sent Brett a text. I said, you know, if you had elbow soreness in that right arm where he, you know, that he throws with, that could be it. Because then you can go through all the handoff stuff, but you're not going to go through any of the stuff that might require you to throw the ball because you're resting that elbow. So that could be it. That you know could be the extent of it. I do know that nobody there is really concerned with it long term, Matt. That's what you hear when you talk to people about it. So I, I wouldn't expect whatever this thing is that kept him out of practice to keep him out very long. Hey, remembering Leonard brought him up yesterday. This guy. Another load of smart pills has been distributed. Talk about that next with Neil Price. Y'all stick around. 
You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.